0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly.
1: Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Robin Hilton from All Songs Considered, and we're doing a quick run through some of the essential albums dropping on June 29th, starting with Drake and the record Scorpion.
2: Yeah. Every month, I'm supposed to pay her bills and get her what she want. I still got like seven years of doing what I want. My dad still got child support from 1991.
1: It's Drake, his new record, a double album, is called Scorpion. The song is I'm Upset. And uh, here to talk about this one is NPR's Rodney Carmichael. Hey, Rodney. Hey, what's up, Robin? This is a big release for Drake, and we'll probably be processing it for many weeks or months to come. But uh, for now, let's just talk about why this one matters so much and what's at stake here for Drake.
2: You know, Drake is in a really interesting place right now. I mean, he's he's in what might be the most pivotal moment of his career. You know, if you think about the challenges that he has gotten from Pusha T, who came at him earlier in the last month with a diss track that revealed and alleged a lot of secrets that no one has ever really known or paid attention to around Drake, including him allegedly having a secret child and just a lot of stuff. It, it got really ugly. It feels like he's entered a pretty dark period in both his life and the music. Yeah, but also the interesting thing about Drake is he's always performing to a certain extent. And so you never know how much of this might have already been the mood and mode that he wanted to set for this album long before this recent stuff happened. This is a guy who has always, his image has always been crafted around being this really sensitive male figure, which in a lot of ways goes against the grain in hip hop, right, where it's this hyper-masculine energy and it's all about competition and, you know, I'ma take you out and, you know, no, I'ma get you first and, you know, the whole beef and battle rap is grown out of that, that whole vibe, you know. Um, So it looks like Drake is really doing his classic thing, which is playing to both bases. He's always been steeped in the R&B side. He likes to sing. He's always, you know, wanted to cater to the streets. He likes to rap. So it seems like, you know, he's trying to do both things on this one. And I think in some ways this is kind of Drake's split musical personality that he's going for with this.
1: Well, uh, a lot to dig into on this one, and one we'll probably be digging into for weeks to come uh, the double album Scorpion from Drake. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you, Robin. All right, up next, new music from Jim James, the My Morning Jacket. Frontman has a new solo record called Uniform Distortion. I
3: get loaded, only way away from the pain, I guess. Holding me so tightly, will it ever let me rest? Memorize the lines and try to work within the frame. Bustle out the glass, bloody knuckles broke the pain. Just a fool, getting by Just a fool, do right. Just a fool, getting by Just a fool, do it right. Just a fool.
1: Jim James is the artist the album is uniform distortion the song's just a fool and here again this week is Stephen Thompson welcome Stephen
0: it's good to be here man
1: one thing about this record, I, I don't know why I was expecting it to be political, I guess just because we're getting so much music that is, but this is a really personal record for Jim James.
0: I think it is, but I think at the same time, I think he's done a nice job of fusing his personal feelings about the, the state of the world with kind of a larger message. I mean, the album's called Uniform Distortion, and that's right. kind of referring, I think, to just the din. Yeah. And for Jim James, it's more seeped into the themes of this record in a more of a kind of, as you said, a personal way. So it's kind of just his feeling of being overwhelmed, his feeling of being kind of assaulted just by this, the rush of these shorter and shorter news cycles and kind of outrage fatigue and, and just all the feelings that you get in the culture that we are currently living in.
1: And this uniform distortion in the world is coming at a time for him as he's, he's entering middle life. And it really feels like in these songs that he's trying to make sense of where he is, how he got here, and whether... You know, it all adds up to much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he is still in spirit somebody who says yes to a lot of things and and i think this is a taking stock record yeah. that fits into a lot of the sort of more collective feelings of existential dread right. <laughs> that, that, that a lot of people in the world are feeling right now
1: and that record's uniform distortion from jim james and stephen you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another june 29th release but uh, first let's go to the innocence mission and their new record sun on the square lovely record from The Innocence Mission. The album is called Sun on the Square. The song we're hearing now is called Shadow of the Pines. And here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Ann Powers. Hey, Ann.
4: Hey, Robin. I'm feeling peaceful now. How about you?
1: Very centered in that one with the universe, yes. Uh, (laughs) The Innocence Mission is a a much beloved folk and pop band from the 90s, you know, among the darlings of the 90s era bands that made this kind of music, maybe like the Sundays or 10,000 Maniacs.
4: Yeah, Karen and Don Paris, a married couple, both of whom are guitar players, are the center of this band. I really think the Innocence Mission presaged a sound that we hear so much today. You know, the delicacy of the songs, the kind of orchestral arrangements they come up with, the way that Karen's finger picking contrasts with Don's sometimes his electric guitar. I don't know, it seems to have given birth to not just Sufjan Stevens who's a huge fan, but Orc pop, but even bedroom pop you know there seems to be a trace of this sound in so many artists who we love today
1: I heard a little bit of Joanna Newsom actually in some of the melodies and
4: yes I think that's really really true and you know um, like Joanna Newsom Karen Paris is a philosophical writer there's a strong spiritual element to this music as well
1: well where do we find the band now 30 years into their career how does this record hold up to some of their past ones
4: In a way, it's a good place to start. I mean, their classic album is called Birds of My Neighborhood. It's from 1999. But I think someone who'd never heard The Innocence Mission before could start here and become enraptured and not miss the essence at all. I think this stands up with their best records.
1: And the record is Sun on the Square from The Innocence Mission. And Anne, you'll be back in the second half of the show. But one last record before the break, and it comes from the composer John Adams. The album is called Dr. Atomic.
4: Better, my heart
1: This is music from the opera Dr. Atomic by the composer John Adams, and here to tell us more about it is NPR's Tom Heisinger. Welcome, Tom. Hey, Robin. Great to be back. And John Adams, I think it's safe to say he's one of our greatest living composers.
3: He is, definitely. He's also something of, I think, America's opera documentarian, so to speak. I mean, his first opera was Nixon in China in 1987, about Nixon's trip to China. Then the death of Klinghoffer, about the hijacking of the Achille Lauro cruise ship, and then Doctor Atomic from two thousand five, which we're listening to now in its very first recording, John
1: Adams himself is conducting here. The topics he takes on are, are so yeah. interesting. And <laughs> I, I I gather this one, Dr. Atomic's about the atomic bomb. It's really more of a psychological
3: exploration, I think, not overtly about the war. I mean, you never really hear a bomb explode, right. uh, but you think an awful lot about it. And the opera takes place in these kind of frenzied last days in the summer of 1945, when Oppenheimer and his some of his colleagues in New Mexico, just days before the test detonation of the first atomic bomb that they created and there's the character of Oppenheimer's wife in here and a a few other associates. So it's a tight-knit little group of people that are all kind of going through all of these conflicting emotions about what they've created and what this thing can actually do. What it turns out to be is psychologically, gripping i think and a lot of that has to do with adam's incredible music
1: and you can hear that music not just in the singing but some incredible orchestrations in this one that really capture the chaos of it
3: right and the aria we've been listening to closes the first half of the opera and it's called batter my heart and it's an aria for oppenheimer as he's really trying to come to grips with all of the chaotic emotions
1: That is why I love classical music. (laughs) It's just amazing. I love that you were like, this rocks. This rocks. It does. And it It does. does. Well, the opera is Dr. Atomic from the composer John Adams. It's one of the many great releases out on June 29th. This one from Nonesuch Records. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. We've got just a few more albums to talk about before we wrap up this edition of New Music Friday. But first, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Tito's Handmade Vodka. Born and Bred in
0: Austin,
2: Texas, the live music capital of the world. 80 Proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, 5th Generation Incorporated, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas.
1: It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick run through some of the best releases out on June 29th. We kick off the second half of the show with Florence and the Machine and their record, High as Hope.
5: Oh, Patricia, you've always been my North Star. And I have to tell you something, I'm still afraid of the dark. But you take my hand in your hand, from you the flowers grow. And do you understand with every seed you sow, you make this cold world beautiful? You told me our doors are open. told
1: Florence and the Machine, the record is called High as Hope, and the song we're hearing is Patricia and Ann Powers back to talk about this one. This is the fourth full-length album from Florence uh, and the Machine, and I was kind of blown away by it.
4: Me too. And, you know, it took me a minute to come around to Florence, I have to admit. But I got converted by her last record, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. And this one, she works with this amazing array of guests like uh, Kamasi Washington, Jamie XX, uh, Sophie. And her sound is more complex. And her writing, I think, is is more subtle and goes in different places, and I was recently having a conversation with some friends of ours at World Cafe about, you know, who is the biggest female rock star? And I think this album puts Florence Welch in strong contention for that role, not only because it's so accomplished, but also because of the subject matter. She got sober, and there's definitely that clear-eyed aspect to this record. She finds her own voice here, and it is the range of sound and the range of her own vocal approach that makes it different and really makes it to my ears the truest album from Florence and the Machine, the one that I believe the most and feel the most connected to.
1: And that record is called Highest Hope from Florence and the Machine, one of the many great albums coming out on June 29th. And I totally agree, Anne. It, It is a great one. Thanks, Anne.
4: Thank you so much, Robin.
1: From Florence and the Machine let's go to The Milk Carton Kids and their new record All the Things That I Did and All the Things That I Didn't Do oh,
5: just
1: This is the Milk Carton Kids. The record is All the Things That I Did and All the Things That I Didn't Do. The song's one for The Road and Stephen Thompson's back for this one. This is Kenneth Pattingale and Joey Ryan and I love this band so much but for people who don't know them as well, Tell us a little bit about what makes them and their music so wonderful.
0: Well, they have two voices that blend really beautifully. I mean, the reference points to me with this band are very clear. They sound like Simon and Garfunkel. They sound like Gillian Welch and David Rawlings. Oh, yeah. And they sound like the Smothers Brothers. And the Smothers Brothers stuff, to me, comes through the most in their patter between songs in their live performances. They're very, very funny. And they're kind of dry and disarming. But they also just have these rich beautiful sweet voices this record all the things that i did and all the the things things that that i I didn't do (laughs) do, which really rolls off the tongue it fans out a little bit more It, it spreads out their sound that particular song that we're listening to right now it kind of sprawls through all these different instrumental interludes and solos and it's really sweeping and beautiful it feels more like a band and less like a duo
1: And the song we're listening to is one more for the road. Let's scooch a little bit ahead here and and listen to some of what else is going on on it. I mean, this part almost reminded me a little bit of like a Crosby stills Nash and mm-hmm. Young jam session.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, one thing that we talk about a lot with artists who've been around a little while is they're taking their sound and they're looking at, at, at a very chaotic world around them. And they're kind of like the Jim James record that we talked about at the top of the show. You know, they're finding ways to blend in kind of commentary on the world around them and how they feel about it with just the stuff that that accumulates over the course of their lives since the previous. Previous Milk Carton Kids record, uh, Kenneth Pattingale battled cancer, uh, ended a long relationship. Joey Ryan had kids. They're mixing in a lot of these just like major life experiences, and that's really, that's exciting to hear.
1: Yeah, uh, the record is all the things that I did and all the things that I didn't do. Uh, maybe the funniest thing about this record because everything else is pretty, <laughs> pretty melancholy and, and pretty and beautiful uh, from the Milk Carton Kids. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Robin. We're going to close out this week's New Music Friday with an album that virtually no one saw coming. It's never before heard music on an all-new release from jazz legend John Coltrane. The album is Both Directions at Once from John Coltrane. And back to talk about this one is Nate Chinen from WBGO. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. I'd like to put into perspective just how special this is for jazz lovers. And I'm wondering what you thought, Nate, when you first heard that you were going to get a a new album from John Coltrane.
5: I almost thought I had been punked, you know. (laughs) It's like, wait, wait, you're telling me that this is a full studio album from 1963? Like, how is it possible that one of the most scrutinized figures in the history of this music leading his his most famous band at the most productive period how is it that we don't already know about this it's 2018 and what happened was coltrane's first wife naima had a reference tape john loved to hear music from the sessions immediately after the sessions so he would go home with a copy of what they had taped that day so he could assess it himself and these tapes, for whatever reason, he gave them to his first wife, and she, I guess, stashed them in the closet. And so her family, her, her children, were in possession of it. And people have known about this for a little while, and it took a little while
1: for the, all of the rights to get sorted out. How does this hold up uh, against all the brilliant recordings we already had from Coltrane that did come out?
5: Well, the quality of the music is incredible. I think we should say that up front. This is one of the greatest groups in jazz history. And, you know, they're pushing and reaching at every turn. You know, at the same time, you know, to put my critic hat on, you know, I don't feel like this tells us something we didn't know about how the band works. It's less of a revelation and more of a deepening of our understanding. It's, more, it's illuminating, but it's not game-changing. That said, the quality of the music is unbelievable, and it's hard to look at this as anything other than an amazing gift.
1: And if anyone wants to dig even deeper into this, Nate, you just had a, a wonderful in-depth essay about this, about the new album, on the NPR Music website. Just go to npr.org music. A quick note about New Music Friday. We are off next week, July 6th. It's a slow release day, but we'll be back on July 13th. For this episode of the program, you can see a list of the albums we talked about in the podcast description. You can also go to npr.org slash all songs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the New Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. And for NPR Music, I I'm Robin Hilton, be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music.